This is the Empower Up Podcast, a revolution of fierce, unstoppable women creating success and achieving dreams. Here's entrepreneur and success strategist, Crystal Rick. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I am here with my friend, Don Barenbaumerito, who is a money mindset coach. And we're here recording in our podcast studio at Groundswell. Thank you for coming on this podcast. Thanks for having me, Crystal. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is. So I'm so glad to have you here. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I can. Um, My name is Dawn, and I have the Facebook page, Money, Learn to Live With It. And I help people uh, come to a better understanding and relationship with their money. Yeah. So it helps them to uh, make goal-driven decisions yeah. as opposed to emotional decisions. Yeah. So there's a lot in that. There so is. There's a lot yeah. there. Yeah. And we're going to dive a little deeper into some of this. Um, but your group, Money Learn to Live With It, where did that name come from or why that name? Way back in 2013, I had a focus group. And actually, our uh, tech engineer over here, Adam, was part of that focus group. And um, there was Shout a, out there to was a, a podcast producer, yes. Adam Leifel here. <laughs> and there was a group of us that came back after taking the initial course. And I said, I need to call this something. And it, and it's it was always surrounding um, this tension that people have with needing money to live but not liking dealing with it. And um, I'm pretty sure it was Adam that came up with money. Learn to live with it. Uh, And we loved the twist on that because that's sometimes the pain point that you're at with, okay, I got to figure this out. So it was really awesome. And we ran with that. Yeah, because no matter how much or how little you have, we all need money. Exactly. And I know you say it a lot. Money is just a tool. Mm -hmm. Right. And we'll dig into that. Um, So... Why do you find that people are in such conflict with money? That's a really good question. Uh, Partly, we've never been taught how to deal with money. And partly, we are inundated with all the things we should do or we're supposed to do. So television tells us that. Mm -hmm. Social media tells us that. Our grandparents tell us that. Our bosses tell us that. Our teachers tell us. Our parents tell us. Everybody has their own opinion. Very few actually have a plan. Uh, Most people are making it up as they go, and they're not passing down really good information. So everyone gets confused, and they try to do their best with what they have, and they actually end up in a really bad relationship with money because it ends up taking control of them. Right. Because maybe, maybe they've, you know, incurred a little bit too much credit card debt, and now they're obligated to those payments, and then that car that they had to have that maybe had been a little more than what they needed is calling for its loan payment. And before you know it, there's no money left to manage. You're just paying bills to keep creditors quiet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that so much of it when you explain like where it was all coming from like I think a lot of it is generational Mm -hmm. and it comes down from the way your family dealt with money and yes television and social media and you know getting the new iPhone or whatever and all of that so when people are like how are people feeling when (laughs) they're either like I just pictured like drowning in debt, 
Exactly. And do they know truly that they're drowning in debt? Are they scared to look? They're scared to look. Mm. Um, That's where fear plays a big part. And fear plays a big part in many aspects of our lives. But we're going to talk about money. And um, intuitively, you already know. But because fear is such a big looming emotion, you choose to stick your head in the sand. If I don't look at it and if I don't acknowledge it, therefore it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So, And you can do that for a period of time until maybe you get yourself into a position, um, if it's revolving around a considerable amount of debt, where your creditors are going to start to make noise and make you look at it. But if you've managed to travel along, um, but you get to your 50s and realize retirement is looming and you weren't responsible for your non-income years, your retirement years, then the panic sets in and goes, oh my gosh, I only have 10 more years of income producing time and I've done nothing. And there's not enough. There's not enough time and there's not enough money to to catch up. Right. So everybody can be in a different spot, but all the way along, um, we have chosen because it's scary, because we don't know how to solve it or we don't want to acknowledge our... um, misuse of our funds let's, right. let's put it that way yeah um, that you you just prefer to ignore it uh, so being able to overcome that fear and look is the biggest gift you could give yourself right it's actually like knowing how much debt you have and knowing like really knowing those numbers and figuring out how you can pay it off and making a plan like even just knowing the numbers in order to be able to do all that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And do you find, as a money mindset coach, do you find your clients are, when they when they sign up to your programs, are they like, yeah, okay, here's my numbers. Or are you just like, do they present you with <laughs> some? I feel like they would like present you with some of their numbers and you're like, yeah, so there's no mortgage or rent here and you must live somewhere. Like, do they hide still from you? Right. So, uh, Yes. They do. <laughs> the short answer is yes. Um, but what I acknowledge as a coach is I know it's a process. And I also understand that to be able to, to live in the fear, you have to lie to yourself. So the mm, numbers that's that are really powerful <laughs> in it, you have to lie to yourself. Yes. So what I observe happening is people will retain a certain amount of their debt. So in some cases, they might, if it's if it's a loan, they'll remember the loan amount, but they ignore the interest that is accumulating because they're not paying it down. Mm. So as an example, well, I only owe 8000 to them, but with interest included, it's 11000 Those are completely different numbers. Right. But the eight was easier to lie about than acknowledging the, the full 11. Yeah. So um, it does take, if I'm, if I'm dealing with a debt client, which I have over the last six years, the interview process, I will get the initial numbers that are in their head because often the paperwork can't be found because you can't live the lie if you have the papers in front of you. So, <laughs> no. so misorganization there's, is part of it, and you must know that yeah, through there's a lot right? of Yeah, there's a lot of unopened bank statements right. and bank things when um uh, in my accounting business that clients are and i'm like well, they never open these right but you're right that you can't live that lie 
when you have looking at the papers. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's and we're, and we're picking on um, debt clients at this point or, right. or businesses that aren't aren't doing as well as they think that they're doing right. when they're only looking at the revenue side, yeah. the income coming in. Yeah. Um, but that can also apply to folks who have done well or had struggled for a period of time and then they they hit that trajectory where their hard work has paid off and their revenue has gone up. But all they did was accelerate their lifestyle and not take care of business that they weren't able to take care of when revenue were low. Before. So right. it's it whether whether you're high in debt or whether you're low in assets, it's the same mentality. Right. It's satisfying what you want at this moment emotionally and right. not what is better for you in the long term. Right. Yeah. Right. And when you talk about clients that do that or people that do that and there's there's a lot of us that have do that and I bet most of us have done that at some point in our lives you make more money you spend more the more you make the more you spend and you just keep going up this wheel and at you know what point do you say okay I've had enough now I need a plan right because I can't keep making more and then spending more so um, you have a phrase that you that you use a lot and it's four <laughs> words, right? Um, if I'm thinking of the one that you're talking thinking about, about, money is a tool. <laughs> money is a tool. Yeah. That too. But the one I was thinking about is um, live. Oh, live, save, invest, invest and give. give right. Right. Yeah. And something that you've taught me is about flipping that and naming your giving number first. Yes. And I know I'm putting you on the spot here because we didn't (laughs) chat about this beforehand. Um, But it kind of came to me when you're talking about more money, uh, like and spending more and naming your giving number and what that does Mm -hmm. for your life. So can you explain that piece a little bit? And I'll back up. And that was that was a, a relatively new revelation to myself and my husband. Um, we were forced into entrepreneurship in 2008, 2009, um, due to the same economic slam that most people experienced. Yeah. Um, and as we progressed, as we were doing the live, save, invest, give, um, which is a ratio. So you live on 70%, you save 10%, you invest 10%, and you give 10%. And we embrace that wholly. And uh, some years you just didn't know where the revenue was coming from, but we were committed to the giving amount and we made that work. Um, Then we got to a point where revenue became more consistent Mm. and we said, all right, we're going to commit our giving amount and that will drive our revenue from our business plan. And when we did that, it was a phenomenal experience because we never missed. We had a we had a, a baseline. We're going to give X number of dollars or ten percent, whichever is greater. So okay. if you're struggling with giving ten dollars on a hundred, yep. just imagine um, what it would be like if your your income tripled in one year. Would you be able to give away three times as much money? Right. But when you adopt that mindset that if ten percent of my revenues, I give to a, a concern that's very dear to my heart. It's not right. about giving away just to anybody, just to give it away. It definitely has to go somewhere that you are heart-filled by mm-hmm. serving them. Yep. Um, 10% of that means you have 90%, nine times that money 
to live, invest, and save. Right. It's a win-win for everyone. And putting that ahead and naming that number is so empowering and invites in amazing energy. Right. Because you're coming from a place of abundance. I have more than enough for me, and I'm going to dedicate that my energies are going to support my community, whether it be global, local, whatever. Yeah. Um, that energy just raises you up and and drives you into your business. You're not grinding it out every day because you have bills to pay. You're grinding it out. You're 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 in that moment of providing a service to someone else and it just fills you right up and and you float yeah through your tasks right because you're the grind is to give to something that your soul like that your heart is so passionate about and when you're working for that every day Mm -hmm. it's a different feeling than i gotta work to pay the rent right or i gotta work to buy groceries right exactly so a different feeling and the other part is what you will find when you're um business owner is you're always being asked for donations but here you're driving it you're already making your decisions what it is that you're going to give your heart's full you no longer have people pulling you're you're doing the the pushing right no one is pulling at you so you are very comfortable in saying no I can't help you I've already committed to this group. to this yeah and you've committed to that group because it fills your heart and it does a service right for your community yeah right. and it makes it a yeah. lot easier to say no because sometimes we get asked a lot for this cause and that cause and someone's fundraising for this someone's fundraising that Mm -hmm. it makes it so much easier if you've made that decision ahead of time yes to say you know what i actually give a lot Mm -hmm. already to certain organizations so i can't give this to you right now Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but it makes it so much easier Right. To do that. Because, yes, because you've already set that in place. You haven't been caught off guard. And that's when it applies, to, whether it's giving, investing, saving, or, or adjusting your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When you make those decisions up front, they're easy to follow through. But if you haven't made any decisions and you're flying by the seat of your pants, you're always feeling like you are falling behind or you should be doing something else. And the whole intention... Um, of what I teach people is managing money should be boring. You set that plan in place and it runs with or without you. Right. Right? You can automate a ton of stuff and you just go with it. And I always say the indicator is when it's boring, when you go, I should have X number of dollars in my bank account and you take a quick look and it's there, you go, I've done my job. Right. It shouldn't be a shock and it shouldn't be a surprise. And for, for everyone listening, like imagine that feeling when you're not worried about money or where it's going to come from. Exactly. Exactly. So when you free that energy up, so you're not worrying, you have then increased the capacity to create, to expand your business, to find other resources, to expand how you give to your community or support your children in their education or help them when they get to their adulthood launch their business. It yeah. just frees you up for opportunity. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. So in in working with your clients, um, you talked a little bit about servicing people with debt. You've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and But others are just coming to you and it, it might not be, I'm struggling with debt. It might just be like, I don't, I don't know. I have all these money blocks and I don't right. know. Um, I know I've come to you <laughs> as a client <laughs> in the past and said like, I, what is enough? 
right? Like you start making more money and you're like, is that too much? Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what is too much? Right. And we've talked about, you know, more the theory of more money, more impact. Like yeah. how do your clients feel when they start making more and having more? Yeah, that is a, a really interesting phenomenon. So if, if we just look at my debt clients, um, their common vocabulary is, I don't make enough money. Why do I have to learn how to manage it? I'll never have enough to do what I want. My family has always, you know, had challenges with money. They've always been broke. This is just my destiny. And when we get down and we work together and we discover um, how they can increase the value of their money by paying less interest to a creditor or, you know, those sorts of things, making decisions that are are more in line with what they actually want to do. the next question that follows almost immediately after they start to understand and start to get results is how much is enough? Because mm-hmm. they can feel the energy shifting and think, well, if I keep going, I'm going to make more money than my parents did or my brother or my sister or my aunt or my uncle. So they're still being governed by the what will other people think of me? Right. Right. It's what got them in debt. And now it's what keeps them from thriving. Yeah. So there's a lot more work in the mindset. New level, new devil. Yeah. yeah. So you, when you get the practical skills in place, there's a lot of work still to do on your mind. And if you align your money decisions with your heart mm-hmm. um, and what you have, it doesn't matter how much you make or how much more you make because you're going to put it to work um, that will serve you, your community, your right. family. Yeah. And you have that plan. Yeah. Yeah. So Don, listeners that are listening to us chat about money during this podcast, some of them are sitting there and they're feeling really scared. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So where can they go? They're feeling scared. They're listening to this. Yeah. And what right. should they do now? Yeah. So uh, I, I love counterintuitive action. So if you're feeling really scared, this is telling you this is the moment that you need to dig in and you need to learn about your finances, dive in and know them. Pull out last year's income tax report and start there because that's that's everything that you've reported. Right. Um, you can follow me on my Facebook page, Money Learn to Live With It. Um, and in there, I have uh, various groups that pop up from time to time, depending on um, what's going on. But join that page, like it, put in a comment, let me know you're there. And uh, we cover those topics. Um, You're welcome to post questions. And then uh, when other groups open up, they'll be posted there and you can join in. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Dawn, for joining us today. Everyone, go check her out on Facebook at Money Learn to Live With It. And we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Empower Up podcast. Ready to level up and put your success plan to work? Visit crystalrick.com. That's crystal, R-I-E-C-K, dot com.